All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's after 4 o'clock. Welcome back, Jason Greger. Connor Alley. Jokes are flying in studio. Uh, Sean Brown is here. Uh, Jerry's up to uh, 240 on the uh, tickets for tonight's game. Uh, hey, we always like to get face value, so uh, we'll get to there. They're 240, especially when it's going to Bronte. Right? His head would have been 240 <laughs> right there. So um, 833-401-1440, pair of sweet seats tonight, uh, row 17, where the uh, orders attack twice. You are uh, basically right between the uh, goal line and the uh, the cir- kind of right at the bottom of the circle. It's a real good vantage point to uh, watch the game if you want to uh, go tonight. Hey, boys, uh, how short is a string the NHL gives Corey Perry? His history being a worm in his recent dismissal. What if he did what Gord or Lockwood did? Will it only be a two- or three-game suspension, Sean? Well, how many times has Corey Perry been suspended? I don't think you have to understand. Being a worm and being a rat, he, Corey Perry has even been suspended? I don't have to look. Maybe once. I would have to think he's been suspended. Maybe suspended once. But if you look at the stuff he does, it's more irritating than it is suspension-worthy. It's all, and by the way, what happened off of the ice is it has zero to do with on the ice. Zero. That's That has no bearing whatsoever uh, in anything that uh, that's going to be on the ice. Um, you know, Corey Perry gave him a few extra shots here. Um, you know, now, if Corey Perry wants to run and, and have his feet leave the ice and elbow a guy in the face, then he'll get a two-game suspension like Yanni Gore. That was the easiest suspension ever. It was blatant. It was right. Like, he didn't even try to disguise it. It was comical. So, um, that's... Uh, you know, to me that was funny, but I, I don't really think Corey Perry's too concerned about it. Lockwood, I actually thought they, they, they were a little aggressive in the Lockwood suspension. It, 
you know what? Like went up against the boards on Flurry. Like I didn't even think like I get, I understand it, but I didn't think that one was um was like crazy aggressive. Like he got more games than Gord, and Gord like ran right at a guy, had his feet leave the ice, and uh, plowed him right in the face. Yeah, that's anytime. I think there's been a couple of those where a guy has launched himself into you know a couple inches off the ice. I I mean it's just a no brainer. You're making it easy. Been suspended three times. Cons. What are they? Yeah, just going through it. He got here. kicking once, didn't he? He got uh, well. The most recent was 2020. He got five games. That was the outdoor classic game on. What did he do? What did Ryan he get Ellis for? Uh, let's just see here. Oh, is that the elbow? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. then it was one on a headshot to Jason Zucker back in 2013. It looks like and 2009 four games for elbowing Claude Giroux. Oh, okay. Well, that's why I forgot. It's a long time ago. It's just been a while. Yeah. Yeah. But that's and, what makes them so effective. I mean, the yeah, unpredictability. No, yeah. I mean, there's certain guys that when you you knew when you played against them, it was like, okay, this guy's you know he hits hard, but he hits fair. I mean, that you know. I don't. I, I would play against that guy all day. Then the guy that, like, as an example for me, was Donald Brashear. You know, he's going to hit you hard, but he might come with his stick up around your face. He might come with his elbow. He might hit you from behind. I don't know what he. He was unpredictable. Well, having that thought in my head changed how I was going to play that shift and maybe what I was going to do with that puck. And you know, so to have that unpredictability, that's why we like him. That's why he's you know. That's why in some way he's here. And that, that oh, dimension, yeah. I mean, Kane has that. Um, Nurse has it at different times. It'd be nice if he had a little bit more of it. But when you have that unpredictability, that makes other guys think of less of what they want to do and what they don't want to have happen. And honestly, today's game, I think it stands out even more. Yeah, right? they like, used to I, be a dime a dozen, those guys. I, like, I think there's lots. I think you can intimidate guys today by just being aggressive you don't even, you don't need to fight anymore cuz there's very few guys that fight but there's a lot of guys that are even they're intimidated by the aggressive nature you can see it on the ice man i yeah it's yeah i mean if you like when you as a coach and you know when i see a kid that has high compete aggressive you know they're like a breath of fresh air and you love them you gravitate toward them you you know, because you just, you can't find those kids. You know, there used to be a time, I think, where, you know, you'd talk to kids and you'd be like, okay, well, you know what? We we have a goal scorer here, but what else can you do? Like, kids would rather just not make a team. If they don't want to change their game to make a team, where I think growing up, it was like, okay, you know what? What do I got to do to make this team? What does the team not have? And what am I willing to add to my game so I might be a goal scorer right now, but I'm going to go out there. I'm going to hit, you know, finish my checks, get to the front of that, be awkward, be a pain to play against. Kids right now, if, if they don't make a team, it's they. I find it hard for them to get off of who they are and kind of reinvent themselves. Yeah, well, 100%, right? And and that's why I, I, I repeat, there's so many factors in, like I see it all the time. People, oh, I, I know how players are going to be when they're eight and nine. And it's just like, you know what? Lots of really good players are still really good players. That, that's not going to change. But there's lots of other guys. Zach Hyman said it himself. He was never the best player in his team ever growing up. There's a lot. Look at the orders. Derek Ryan, uh, Vincent DeHarnay said, I got to go down the list. I think there's four or five. And that's just in one team. Yeah. Right? Like it's yeah. not, you know, there's lots of different, uh, different elements. And then the competitive nature is the hardest one because, uh, you know, 
some kids you get a little testosterone boost all of a sudden you hit puberty and now they become more competitive others play contact for the first time they get rocked they're like you know what it's not for me yeah so it and, and it's impossible to predict it's impossible uh, to predict. And then there's some, like, there's lots of kids at a young age, the smaller kids are just, you know, they better balance, you know, they're not gangly giraffes out there. So they look, and then all of a sudden, the other kids, you know, you're bigger. And the thing about the big guys, like, even look at Vincent DeHarnay. Like, we're talking, some guys are 25, 26 till you really fill out, especially when you're that big, right? Like, look at Colton Preco. He never even played AAA. Yeah. Right? He had a great big growth spurt, played Junior A, then had a four inch growth spurt in college. And that became a pretty good defenseman in the National Hockey League, won a Stanley Cup. Like it's, there's so many different paths for so many different players. And I think, um, you know, they're, I'm always perplexed. And I, I've had, I've, you'd be amazed how many, I'm Brown, you've probably had 10 times more because you played how many people. Play. So what did you do to make it? Like there, there's no blueprint. You know, the number one thing is work hard and love it. Like if your kid loves it, Grind. that's the number one thing. But they got, but they got to love it, and loving yeah. it means it's um, the ones who work the hardest when no one's watching. Those are the ones who make it, honestly. Yeah. Right. The the game itself, when you're playing junior A or whatever, I don't care if you're playing U13. The games are like when people watch, but it's the kids who are you know taking shots on the net every day when no one's watching, right? Getting to bed on time as you get to be a teenager and all those sorts of things because it adds up. Like a lot of things that no one... Lots of people in life want... They see like the success, musician, actor, CEO, whatever, certain places and be like, yeah, that's what I'd like to do. They're like, okay, well, here's what you need to do to do it. Yeah. Oh, I got to work that hard for that many years without a guarantee? <laughs> Everybody watches Hockey Canada. We all watch it, and it's great. It's a great production, and but no one, you know, the work that goes into it, the grind—it's a grind, right? And you know, and when you when you get sick of the grind, you retire or you you're out of it. Yeah, but it, it's a real grind. But you look—I mean, being good isn't good enough. It's just being able to push yourself. Um, you know, and be willing to do things that a lot of guys don't want to do. And, you know, people often say, well, you're a piece of meat. And, you know, I, I have a son that goes through in the different challenges. And I'm like, well, if you, if, if you love it enough, you will fight through it. Yeah. That's a very, that's very well said. Uh, hey guys, do you think the difference in speed between Cloud and Perry will make things more difficult or is it mesh? Is Perry smart enough player to keep up or would you try Holloway at three center from Steve? Well, I'll say this, Steve. Patty Maroon. Connor McDavid, Pat Maroon scored 24 goals five on five playing with Connor McDavid. He never had to carry the puck up the ice. He didn't have to keep up with McDavid. McDavid led the rush. He would come in the zone. I think Corey Perry is more than smart enough to play with McLeod. Oh, absolutely. I think that, um, you know, the, the experience, the, the thing that Corey Perry is going to do is he's going to take a little bit off of everyone's plate. On the ice, off the ice, in the dressing room, with the media, right? He got, he has all that, the, all that experience. And, you know, I, I'm pretty convinced that, Gregor, you and I could almost play with McDavid and put up some points. That's well, how good that guy is. Well, he is pretty good, <laughs> but yeah. Um, as we've seen, not everybody who plays them scores, though. I, I, so that's why, you know, we, we saw it for years here. Guys, now Zach Kyman, he finished it, but Zach Kyman's also improved his own game. It's not just playing with McDavid because you saw Pulley Arby play with him for years. He didn't score. 
It's true. He right. would be very hard to play with, to be honest with you, because yeah. his skill set and his thinking is so far ahead of everyone else's that you would have to be a confident player to play with him, right? Because he wants the puck, yeah. right? But if you're always defaulting to him and just looking for him and not playing the game, you're going to find yourself in other situations, right? And Or problems. And so, you know, Hyman is the perfect example of a guy that, you know, brings a dimension to his game that Connor doesn't have, but he also has the confidence that when he doesn't give Connor the puck, I don't see him panicking no. or feeling the need to always default to Connor. Right. And that's a, that defines someone that has that confidence in their game and themselves. Right. That's what makes those guys, you know, complimentary to the Crosbys and the McDavid's. Yeah. Fair. And the other thing was Steve had mentioned, well, maybe just play Holloway. The speed difference between Holloway and McLeod isn't very much. I think people are going to, you got to remember Holloway was playing wing, even though he's a natural center and just watch the one game in Calgary. He has puck touches more. He gets the puck with speed more. Dylan Holloway can fly. I would actually, a Holloway McLeod race would be very interesting to me. I think Dylan, <laughs> like seriously, I think yeah. that would be a great race. Like yeah. I don't think the gap. So if you're worried about the speed with McLeod, I don't think it's going to be much different with Holloway, I guess is my, my long winded answer to that. I, I think they're both pretty fast. Yeah. I actually like the dynamic of both of them down the middle, to be honest. Um, I think at times, you know, you'll make switch out the, uh, you know, I understand you'd like one right shot centerman if possible, but you might not have one. It's not the end of the world. I think Detroit had one right shot forward for years on their team. I like the grittiness between them, right? I mean, they, they both skate well and Holloway's willing to get in there. He's a skilled guy that's willing to reinvent himself for the situation that it is. And it's called for. Right? Yeah, he's a young player. He's got a. There's lots of young guys who were third and fourth line centers early in their career, yep. who then moved up to becoming top line, first or second. But line he's centers. okay with it. I have to. Yeah, 100%. absolutely. And now yeah. McLeod with the confidence and the way that he's playing right now, and you got a guy like Corey Perry coming in here. That's that's a lot of energy and a little bit of sandpaper to go with it. And then you got Kane on the second line, you got Hyman, you got, you know, I, I mean, I love the grit that McDavid even plays with. I, I really love the balance that um, Corey Perry brings to this team. Four twenty two. quick break. Uh, we'll return struds on next. The Jason Greger show on sports 1440 orders nation, YouTube and Facebook presented always by our title sponsor, play Alberta.ca. 428, how are you? Welcome back, Jason Greger. Connor Halley on uh, Sports 1440, Orders Nation YouTube. Uh, we're up to uh, 275 from uh, Nick. So uh, still a little ways to go to uh, get to the uh, face value. But we always like face value, especially, hey, we're helping out uh, Bronte's family today. And, hey, you get to go to the game. So uh, it's great. But, and if you just want to make a donation, go to sports1440.ca. That's where you can help out for the uh, um, GoFundMe campaign for the Brownlee family. Uh, it's time now for Struds On, brought to you by Action Electrical. And uh, you, uh, we always talk about taking action on your savings with the solar. Well, just so you know, you don't want to wait because the uh, a lot of the grants are ending in March. So uh, you can get up to $5,600 free if you want to put it on your home, your residence. They can help you out, but... If you're on the fence and you're like, yeah, I want to do it, well, don't wait. Because after March, you just lose the 5600 It's a pretty big loss. So go to actionelectrical.net, and they will help you out. The Jason Greger Show presents Struds On. It's the memories. That's what you remember, memories. Uh, there's a bouquet of uh, enjoyment coming in my mouth there. But you know, it's like I always say, HK, who cares? 
time for Struds On. Former NHLer, runner-up in the uh, Battle of the Blades, uh, co-host on the Got Your Back podcast, Jason Strudwick joins us. Strudy, how you doing? Great. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Gee, you're coming in all excited. 13 wins in a row. They got Corey Perry. Let's start with uh, Perry. Um, uh, to me, this is like a... This is a no lose situation for the Oilers. They gave up no. They gave up no assets. Uh, they gave up no cap space because uh, he replaced Adam Ernie. They make the exact same amount of money this year. Now there's a little bit next year if he reaches his bonuses. But man, this is a this is a pretty big win with, with like virtually no risk for the Oilers. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. You know, and and you talk about Holloway and Perry coming in. That bottom six automatically becomes bigger. And, and uh, you know, the, the guys down there like Hamblin and Ernie and, um, you know, Derek Ryan, guys, when he's been healthy, they've all contributed. Um, but, you know, you got to kind of look ahead to the playoffs. Okay, what do, what do we need to need, uh, need to compete against other teams or to maybe wear other teams down? Uh, some bigger bodies, guys that go to the net, a little more speed in the case of Holloway. So, um, you know, I think getting adding Perry, is, it's, it's a stroke of luck, I guess, and genius at the same time. Strade, I hope you're teaching the kids to play over their bottom hand, over their toes, unlike uh, at the end of the broomstick. Um, <laughs> what do you see? Like, I, I see, uh, you know, I see so many guys in the Oilers lineup benefiting from uh, from Corey Perry just being in the lineup, right? The the enthusiasm, the intensity, you know, the chirping, bringing guys into the fight. Do you see it the same way? I do, and let's start with the obvious guys. You know, Evander Kane, for the most part, has kind of been a, a, the only guy doing it. Uh, you know, at times, Darnay gets involved. But now you have more than one guy. And, and he does it. I think he does it when he sleeps. I mean, you know, Greg, I loved your question yesterday in the press conference. He actually chirped Edmonton again yeah. about that goal. Yeah. You know, and he, he does not care. And I love that about him. I love that. Uh, you hate him when he's on the other team, but you love it when he's on your team. So I think Evander Kane, Darren Aoby now have someone else that's going to really help them kind of get involved. And then a guy like Dylan Hallway. It's okay to say something to the other team or maybe upset someone by driving the net because you know that this guy will be going to the net when, when he gets the opportunity. Um, you know, Ryan McLeod. If I was Ryan McLeod, I would try to get really close to Perry and just talk to him about, you know, how he's, he's just been effective in, in, in different times and going to the net. A lot of his goals are scored that way, and that's that's kind of the way it is in the playoffs. So, you know, you add a Stanley Cup into that room, you add that element of players that are now going to learn from a, a really a master in that way. And he's not the guy he was 15 years ago. He's not going to be playing 20 minutes. But I think it'll feel, well, I hope at the end of the night, when you look down the sheet and say he's, let's say, 8 to 10 minutes or I don't know where exactly, let's just say around that mark, you're like, man, it felt like he was out there more. And that's a really nice thing or compliment to say about a player. I, I see that you know the, a great point there, McLeod. But there's you know not only him. There's a lot of guys that could benefit from the gamesmanship that you're going to get out of this veteran player. I see a, I see a you know going to a game now, watching the best player in the world play and do fantastic things. But I also see the gritty side, and I see more scrums. I see you know him creating the fans getting into it a lot more just because of the energy and what he's going to. Uh, I imagine the majority of stoppages of play are going to. There's going to be scrums now. Right, uh, we haven't yeah. seen that in a while. No, we haven't. And I, I played with one of the greatest of all time, Sean Avery. And I remember just sitting on the bench when we were playing New Jersey, and their entire team was so focused on killing Sean Avery 
that the game became easy for us. Now, that was Sean Avery at the height of his power. He was at the top of his power. And I don't think Perry's at, 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 at as far as playing minutes now. But he can still irritate and rattle. And it, it causes such a distraction. And the more you see it as a teammate, the more you're like, it's just incredible that these people get so worked up, then you get involved in it. And then you're like, how can I maybe give a guy a whack here, a shot there, and just become a harder team to play against? And that doesn't mean fighting, but it means, you know, some nights on a Tuesday night, well, let's talk about tonight. It's in Edmonton, but a Tuesday night against Columbus. In Columbus, it's not the most exciting game. Yeah, sure, they have the cannon. They fire out every time they get a shot on goal, but it's not that exciting to play there. All of a sudden, this guy finds a reason to be irritating, this guy being Corey Perry, and you get involved, and now there's you know, action, and everyone gets their energy going, and something that was a, maybe a toss-away game now becomes a fun one to be a part of. Does it make it easier now? You know, you got McDavid, you got Dreisaitl, um, you got this winning streak. Things are great in Edmonton. We got the cold snap that just ended. Does it? If if there's any room to make a trade or to get another player to come here, does it make it easier now that you got Perry? I mean, after Perry or after, after Perry? Yeah, um, I think it does. You know, I think well, a lot of things have changed. You know, you look back and, and um, you know, they needed a goalie. They needed everything. Everything was going to be changed. Well, now I think the goalie position seems to have been stabilized with the great play of Skinner, Pickard, and then, you know, Ken Holland spoke about Campbell yesterday and how he's playing the minors. And then the D. I mean, the D are playing very well. And it's, you know, they're, they're, it, it, it seems like what they're doing is sustainable. They're making plays. They're defending well. The, the, the bad pinch is out of their game. And, you know, the goals against kind of the reflection of those two units, the D and the goalies. And then up front, you have different guys who are chipping in at different time. McLeod has, you know, woken up from his, his, his goal-scoring slump. Um, you know, Fogel's getting in there. Gags seems to find a way to score from behind the net, the craziest goals. But, you know, so, kind of, so I think that the team now is in a better spot so you can be a little bit more um, methodical about what you need to add. And I'd, I'd love to see them, I've said it many times, replace CeCe with a more puck-moving guy. I don't know who that guy is, but so maybe don't do it. So now you're looking up front, and I'll, I've, Greg, you know I've talked about this guy before. I still like Adam Henrique. I know the money, I get it. But he, to me, fitting in that middle six, he can play anywhere in the lineup. I still got pretty good wheels. It's a pretty decent player. I, I still like him for this Oilers team. And but I don't where- know what that costs, but I like him. But he's not a he's not a top six center on this team. So where does he where does he? You're, he's your third yeah. line center. I think that I I want to have insurance policies, right? So I think he can play on your wing as well. So you know maybe your third line becomes uh, you know McLeod at center, Henrique on the wing, and then who's the other guy? Is it Janmark or whoever it is on the other side? But if there's a problem, it gives your coach another ability to change something. Uh, if someone gets hurt, that's uh, that, that, you know you want to move in the top six. He can slide there if you need it. And there's no there's no doubt he's not taking away that top six center. But I want to have more depth because it's kind of like you know what, you're not going to add an impactful defenseman at this point. You're not going to go for a, a big goalie. So and I don't think Henrik. I don't think he costs you a first rounder either. Actually, no, no, but so, he costs you caps. So who are you moving off your roster? Because even if even if the Ducks re- retain half, you're basically it's three million dollars. You still got to move. So who are you moving? Yeah, I'm trading them twice. That's the that's the price. That's where it gets. Uh, that's where the assets go out. So I trade them somewhere else. Holds holds another half, and that gets them down to a million and a half. And then you gotta figure it out. Can you bring uh, in a big Zach Bogosian? 
on a D, as a D? Well, yeah, he's gonna, gonna cost, he's gonna cost you a sixth round. Mm, like no. I, I do think they need a veteran seventh defenseman. I don't think there's any debate about that. And I, I think you know you can find a guy like that. It's not gonna it's gonna be a you know a a, a later round draft pick. You yeah. know, fourth or fifth or sixth. And I, I think I think for sure they're going to do that with, without question in my mind. I'd be stunned if they didn't just because in the playoffs, if you look, the injuries on the back end seem to, to happen more than up front just because I think they're blocking more shots. Yeah, and he, to yeah. me, would fit that, right, big, experienced defenseman, Yeah, right? And he's really only there in case of an injury, right? 100, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, he would work. Like I, I'm actually surprised Strider didn't mention that. But yeah, I know you've been you've been, uh, you've been horny for uh, Adam Henrique for a long time. <laughs> so uh, I like your consistency. You ha- you have been I for have sure. Been and years. A horny years. Jason Strider. <laughs> see, because see, it's, now if if Henrique shot right, Strider, because that to me, I love the idea of adding like a right shot center who can play the wing. Because I still think in, if I was looking at the orders roster right now, and I know he's having a very good year. But do I believe that Warren Fogle is a guaranteed top six winger? Mm, I'm, I'm hesitant. But if he's on my third line, I'm like, oh, my God, I really like my third line. And if they – because I honestly think the bigger piece they're missing right now is a second line right winger. That's a big piece. And that's, that's a big chunk, right? So if you're – whoever that is, that's a first rounder going out for that for that big chunk, I think. But no, see, I think it's gonna. I don't think it's. I think it's like a complimentary top six guy, a guy that I know can score, okay. who's playing the top six, but not like a. They don't need a driver of a line. They've already got Drysaddle, right? Right, right. right. Yeah. No, I hear you. No, I hear you. And I, I guess my, my, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at some instead of looking at the goalie or adding a massive defenseman. I'm looking at that middle six. That's where I want to bolster my lineup. So who's the guy that can do that? And and and, and your point, I'm not going to argue. If, if you tell me it's uh, player X that scored whatever 25 goals and play on the wing, like no problem. That's that's I, I've got that too. But I think that this the conversation around this team has changed a lot um, about what you can go out and fix now because I think they did the D man last year at Ekholm. Uh, Darren is playing very well um, right now, as is Kulak. You know, even Darren, I think, is probably moving to the five spot. Um, so there's lots of things happening on this team that are positive. So yeah, I. I'm open to it. I'm open to that middle six conversation for sure if I'm Ken Holland. He doesn't shoot right, but what about Anthony Duclair? Oh, wow. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's a guy I talked about. Massive speed. Uh, what's he? Three million, I think. Yeah, right? so, you know, if you trade him twice, that's 750. Yeah, yeah. And big body. Isn't he? A, he's pretty big. Is he 6'2 or something? No, I think I think Duclair's only 5'11", maybe 6 feet. He's okay. thicker, but he's not he's not already tall, no. But but speed, I like that. Oh, he can ski. Uh, oh, he can fly. Yeah, and, and that's in speed kills. Um, you know, I guess you, you watch the Sharks a lot more than I have in, in recent Well, no, no, not this year I haven't, but I'd oh, have to oh, lose yeah. a bet to watch that tire fire. But I've watched the player the last few years, and uh, um, I just – he's an intriguing guy to me because, A, I know he's on the market, right? He's a pending UFA, makes three mil on the worst team in the NHL. So you know he's going to be available. And I, I really don't think the cost is going to be that high. Like, he, he's not having great numbers because no one is in San Jose. And yeah. I, I think that's that is like an ultimate buy low player who yeah. could get you some decent return, who could get you some decent value on on uh, what you're getting. And the wheels, like I, those wheels, you need those wheels. You know, I don't think you want to bring in anything too slow. Yeah, no, that's totally valid. Like he's, you know, I'm looking at teams. Like I wonder if the New Jersey Devils. Um, like, do you have any interest in Tyler Toffoli? There's a right shot. Like, if they fall out of it, does he intrigue you at all? 
the guy, well, yes, for a number of reasons. One, he can score, but he's been through all this before. Mm-hmm. He's been a winner. This guy's won. And, you know, I think the Oilers are getting to the point where you've got to keep bringing guys in that have been there. And it's not that they stand in front of everyone and, this is how we do it, this is how you win a Stanley Cup. But it's the calmness of understanding that I've been through this, you know, maybe we could do it this way. And I'll give you an example. We, I was playing in the New York Rangers, and we, we lost a huge game in the second round of Buffalo, a game that we were winning, and we made a couple bad decisions and lost. We're flying, or we're, we get to the bus to the airport, and uh, Shannon says, guys, everyone's going to get off except for the players. And Shannon, he, he wasn't our captain, Yager was, but he spoke to the group about, you know, meaning to, 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 you know, just put this one behind us. As soon as we step off this bus, we're putting it behind us because we deserve to win the game. We did it, but that's the playoffs. And I remember thinking, you're so right. Now, unfortunately, we didn't win the next game. We lost, but, like, it was still, that's why he was there, right? That was his job to, to calm us and to bring us back down to earth, whether we were too high or too low. Is it too much to have a Phil Kessel here? Like, he's missed too much hockey? Was he fit, fit in there? Oh God! Uh, is he? Is he? What? Who'd you say? Phil Castle. Phil Castle. Right. <laughs> Did you see Jason Strudwick? No. <laughs> yeah, that's no, similar I, similar body type, Strudy. <laughs> similar body oh, type. <laughs> oh, 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 maybe, maybe right. It was a lot of Christmas. Um, you know, Brown. I understand what you're saying. I just, I don't know. I mean, he didn't play in the playoffs last yeah. year, and you know, he he is the fun. You like yeah. the story and all that. I don't know. I. I don't know. We're, we're, yeah. yeah, I think maybe five years ago. Yeah, now I, I don't know. I, I hear what you're saying, but the, the Henrik one is really, or not the Henrik, sorry, the, uh, the Duke player, the Duke. That one is interesting, Griggs, because we've seen a speedy player like McLeod beside Drysdale have some success. And I wonder if that's not a guy that could find similar success and be very excited and motivated to slide it beside that big guy. Yeah, no, it's, it's an interesting one. It's going to, you know, you start to look at names and, you know, Edmonton's a no rush. That's, uh, you know, Ken Holland has shown that patience pays off without question. And I think it's one that we'll start to see a little bit more separation of teams here. Uh, you know, we get a lot of texts about Travis Konechny. I know Philadelphia is on record saying, hey, maybe we'll move out some guys you didn't expect. And, hey, Travis Konechny, he's got, he's got an other year on his deal. That's what makes it uh, intriguing. The problem is, like, the orders next year, man, they're, they're going to have $3.5 million now in bonuses uh, between Perry and Brown. That's dead cap space. Uh, you know, they still got the James Neal 1.9 of dead cap space. So, you know, what happens with Jack Campbell? Although I will say, like, the, the one saving grace of what if Jack Campbell finds his game here and is, like, a salvageable backup? At least you don't have to buy him out. So, um, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens uh, there. But I don't like, think... I like Konechny, but if if you get, well if you if you bring Konechny and then you're basically saying for sure we're not re-signing Fogel, and and that's fine I guess, but you know what if if they're willing to do him, but I think Konechny would come with a fairly hefty price tag. What do you think Fogel will get next year, you guys? Well, it's a good question because like this is his career year, Struds. But if I now if I'm a GM and I really like Warren Fogel, but I look at okay in the three years of his deal, yes, the last year was his best year, but let's go over the three years like. He's probably a two point seven my five million dollar player, right? That's what he is. So I'm, I wouldn't really give him a big raise, to be honest. Yeah, I think he. I think he'd be looking to make his money over the term. You know, he's one of those guys who would get a three four year deal, probably. Don't you think? So that's how he'd get his money. Yeah, yeah, I think. So. But is he is he going to get like three point two five? You know what I mean? That's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, how does he compare to Pierre Ingball? 
Well, Engvall last year, or the year before, I think, was a. Didn't Engvall had 20 goals, right? Like, Fogel's. Yeah, big guy that could skate. Yeah, but Fogel's career, I know Engvall had 15, and then he had 12, and then, yeah, he got, well, 17. So he had, he had 15 and 17 goals. Fogel's career high is 13. So, you know, that, that probably plays a factor in it. Um, but, you know, hey, I'll say this. Fogel is a big body who can skate, and I will think, on, and I could understand if Warren Fogel says, guys, this is my last chance to get a pretty good ticket here. Um, and, and, it's, and I'll say that, especially if they win. You know how it is, Strutty. If Warren Fogel's a UFA has won a Stanley Cup, somebody might sign him for four mil. Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, and, and it goes back to your thing about the Duke. You know, if, that, if they do trade for him, he might, you know, he can kind of test drive him for next year. Not that he's going to get a big deal, but you know what I mean? Like, you, they're going to have to find some guys that are lo- looking to bump up their salaries on one-year contracts with Royal. Yeah. Strutty, in, uh, is the streak continuing tonight? Man, I... Oh God. You know, when you look at these two games, it should. You know, it should definitely, but... Yeah, I think it will. I think it will. Let's get let's let's have a good party about it. Crack out the port. Let's do it. Do two more games and get to Saturday night. See what happens. Saturday afternoon, Strutty. Don't miss it. It's an afternoon game on Saturday. That's right. Two yeah. bells. Two bells. Better. All right. Afternoon buzz. Have a good yeah. Oh, there'll be a lot. Trust me. If the order fans win sixteen in a row, whoo, kidding me? It'll be party time on a Saturday, five o'clock. The OTR dance floor will be rocking at five thirty. We're all going to brownies for those magical chips. Hey. Oh, <laughs> God, the special chips. Hey, I, I'm rattled by uh, Gregor, the, the horny Strudwick. I want you to pull over and roll in the snow and cool yourself off. Nobody wants to be around a horny Strudwick right now. <laughs> hey, oh, rattled God, me. I love it. Uh, I love it. Have a good one, Strudy. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. See you, boys. That's, uh, boys. Jason Strudwick uh, joins us here every Tuesday on Sports 1440. Jason Gray. Well, I use that's one of Strudy's favorite words. He used to use it all the time. So that's why I said it. Now, <laughs> <Okay>. so. <laughs> that was bad. Uh, yeah. uh, we'll come back. We have uh, five questions and, and more on Sports 1440. Also, got a pair of seats for tonight's game. We're helping out uh, Brownlee Go Fund. We're getting close to uh, to our goal, and it's a steal right now at 270. It's a steal. If you want in, 833-401-1440. We continue on. It is game day. Oilers taking on the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight. And the uh, odd stat of the day, the Oilers haven't beat the Blue Jackets since December of 2021. Now it's only three games. But uh, they've lost their last three against the Jackets of all teams. And there are other 175 games in that span. They are 108 wins, 52 losses, 15 ties. But they can't be the Jackets. What the hell's going on? So don't take them lightly, uh, especially when you throw in the fact that seven games this year, they've been leading in the final minute. The other team pulls their goalie and scores to tie the game. Gosh, that's got to be demoral. Like if it happens once, you're like, okay, seven times? I got to look that. That's got to be close to a record, man. That would be, def- that is deflating for sure. Oh, are you kidding me? That's brutal. Like, oh. That would, uh, that's, that's not good. That's not, uh, that's not good at all. Let's get to, uh, five questions brought to you by The Brick. We're, uh, saving you more. That's what they do. And right now, you could save more on, uh, furniture, mattresses, appliances, and, oof, your favorite recliner. $1,700 off. Recliners, sofas, and more right now at The Brick and TheBrick.com. 
It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, guys. Right now, TSN's power rankings is the Oilers in the number one spot. So if you were doing your power rankings, how would your top five look right now? I would have up there, obviously, the Oilers, Boston. Uh, one of the best games I've watched this year was Boston, Colorado. So Boston, Colorado, New York, and Vegas. Um, well, I've got the Winnipeg Jets. Well, I have Edmonton one because they're the hottest team. I have the Winnipeg Jets. I'd have the Vancouver Canucks. Boston. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And Florida. Question number two. Obviously, the Jackets, not the toughest team on the schedule. Uh, if you're Coach Knobloch heading into this game, the streak's on the line, what would the message be to the team before the game? Get on them early. Take their belief away. I mean, uh, the longer a, a struggling team hangs around, the more belief that they have. So, I mean, the fact that the Oilers have you know, been rolling as a team, um, I'd be getting on them real early. Well, it's interesting. I don't think he mentions the streak based on the conversations I've had with players and the coach, but I think it's just like rinse, wash, repeat. Um, I felt they had a stretch of games where they weren't good in the first period. Uh, you know, the Toronto Seattle games for sure. Uh, even Detroit, but then they bounced back and that was a focus. And he said, we got to have better starts. Well, they went into Calgary and Dan Vladar is the only reason that wasn't a blowout. And Columbus has given up the third most goals five on five in the NHL. Well, they've actually scored the tenth most. So you got to be leery of them five on five, but they've allowed the third most goals five on five. I get up on them because um, they can kind of keep it close in the first period, but their second and third periods have been bad. And the Orders have absolutely demolished teams in the third period here lately. Um, if you look, they've outscored teams twenty three to six in the third period and fourteen to six. In the second. So in the final 40 minutes of games, they've outscored their opponents 37 to 12. I think if you get off to a good start, it is lights out Irene. Question number three. When Corey Perry does eventually enter the lineup, how will your lines look two to four? I'm just going to assume the top line stays together. 
Go ahead. I don't think the second line changes either to start. Uh, I think Corey Perry is going to uh, to start in, in your bottom. And I know some fans aren't going to like it. I, I think it might be Sam Gagne that comes out to start. So I, I think I could. I don't think the coach for one. You got to remember, it's one game. Right, they play on on the Saturday afternoon, so uh, I'm I'm gonna guess he he might just take Gagne's spot to start. That's what I would think. So uh, Perry, Holloway, and Brown. Perry, Holloway, and Brown. I I think I I'd like to see McLeod, Holloway, and Perry. Yeah, but Holloway's playing center right now. Can't you put McLeod on the left? Well, then you don't have a fourth line. Well, I guess you can put Derek Ryan at fourth line. Yeah. I, I don't know if the coach... I think right now the coach really likes the speed of both Holloway and McLeod, and both of them love playing center. Like, I'm not moving McLeod out of center. He's he's been, Like, you see that goal he scored in Calgary? For a second, if you close your eyes, you're like, is that McDavid? Like, he flew down no, the wing, you know, yeah. great move. So I, I can see down the road. But for game one, I don't think he makes... It's one game... Right, that's why I think it's going to be minimal changes. I just I don't mind changing a player like McLeod into a different position when he okay. has confidence and is playing the way he is. I don't think it's it's not as dramatic if a guy's struggling. Question number four for you guys on this day, nineteen eighty one, Mike Bossy became the first player to score fifty goals in fifty games. So in honor of his ability to put the puck in the back of the net, I'll throw a scenario at you. You're doing a shootout. You need three shooters. You can pick any of all time. What three would you go with? I'll go with uh, Pavel Daksut. Um, I'm going to go with a guy that I thought was a really good player, obviously, Paul Korea, and then Patty Kane for how easy he makes it look. Ooh, that's a good question, Cons. Uh, yeah, Patrick Kane was dynamic in the shootout, man. Oh my goodness! Um, isn't because uh, like there's certain guys that are just they're just good in the shootout. So I I think Zegris is good in the shootout, but his team's never you know they're not that good enough. So that's maybe the problem. But I I, I got to go Patty Kane. That's that's the obvious one. I think I'm gonna go with uh, David Pasternak, and I'm gonna go. With uh, TJ Oshi, he's very good in the shootout. <laughs> All right, final question for you guys. It was on this day in 1983, the A Team debut. The action adventure show lasted five seasons and aired 98 episodes, and apparently was voted the TV show most people would like to see revived. So, if you could have a remake of any classic television program, which would you pick? That was a good one. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> You're looking at me. <laughs> I'll go with. Uh... <laughs> I'm just waiting. Yeah. I'm wondering if this answer could be worse than Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> that was tough. <laughs> what about the Jefferson? Ooh, that was a good show, man. Oh. Moving on up with, oh, I just like the name Wheezy. It's such a classic name. <laughs> um, oh, this is, this is a tough one, but I would, uh, I would like, I would like Cheers revived today. I think it would be, uh, it would be quite funny uh, if done properly. So, yeah, I would probably go with Cheers. Good Cons? Pick. Um, 
See, I was thinking like something like the X Files, but they did do kind of a yeah, reboot. They brought it, they brought back. it back. Yeah. It wasn't so, as good. Yeah, they didn't quite have the. And are they ever? So no. I'll say Chappelle's show. Give me some more uh, Dave Chappelle's Chappelle. comedy in uh, hmm. yeah skit form. I thought that was quite good. So I'll go Chappelle's show. Because like, if we were talking the youngster in me, it would be the Flintstones. Oh yeah. Oh, are you yeah. kidding me? I'd love it. I was trying to explain to my son about the Flintstones the other day. Because uh, there's still a few lines that, like, he got popped in the head. I was like, hey, you got a little Barney Rubble on your melon? And he's just like, what? <laughs> no idea. Hey. So I tried to explain yeah. to him who Barney Rubble is. And he's yeah. just like, yeah, he used to get in the head. And it was just a girl. And yeah, he was totally lost on him. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's like Looney Tunes. I'm getting my. I've downloaded lots of them, and I'm going to be watching Looney Tunes. I don't know Looney if they'll be as good for the kids oh, today, okay. but God, yeah. like Foghorn Lanehorn, yeah. Foghorn Leghorn, the Tasmanian Devil, uh, Yosemite Sam. Yeah. Like they had some unbelievable characters. Daffy Duck. Oh God, it was classic. Yeah. Now I probably want to watch me for myself, but that's yeah. okay. I'll take it. So, hey guys, uh, what about UC Yokinen? Um, he had a little run there. Where he was, uh, where he was good. But I've actually, I just pulled it up, and I'm looking for guys who. Do you know who has the most shootout goals in NHL history? Jonathan Taves. Now he took 110 shots, but he scored 52 goals. He's 47.3 percent. TJ Oshie's 49, or sorry, 47.6 percent. He scored uh, 49 goals on 103 chances. And uh, Franz Nilsson was actually pretty good, 46 percent. I gotta find uh, UC. Uh, oh, there's UC Okanen. He's thirty-eight point five percent. He had a good run to start, and then he's still pretty good at thirty-eight point five. Uh, you know who else is actually really good? Uh, Tyler Sagan, forty-seven. Logan Couture, guys who have taken a uh, hundred chances. He's forty-seven percent at over a hundred chances. It's uh, pretty good. The big. How about the pride of Leduc? Eric Christensen, fifty-two percent scored. Oh. Yeah. What What about Hendrick? Remember Hendrickson when he had that little uh, leg kick? Oh, there? the paralyzer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'd have to look up. I don't think he had that many um, chances, though. But uh, he, he had a run there for yeah. sure. Here, let me look it up. Uh, I'll find Matt Hendricks, um, the, uh, the paralyzer, because he had a little run with it. Yeah, he scored 11 on 28, so 39%. Yeah. It's pretty solid. So not bad at all. Brownie, what's happening tonight? Uh, I get to go on the ice with the Strathcona minor hockey team, and um, I don't know. That's that's about it. Um, had a good weekend, though. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Kenny Lacusta for hooking me up with tickets to go see some amateur boxing at the River Cree. It was, if anyone gets a chance to go watch some of those oh, amateur nice. fights, they're unbelievable. He does such a great job, him and Joe. Yeah. Um, great fights, few upsets, very, very entertaining. Uh, I would recommend that... Uh, anyone actually jason moss was there too uh him and i both picked the uh, fighter of the night oh yeah, so nice that was a really good time all right there you go brownie have yourself a good one awesome thanks guys let's get to uh conman sports 1440 update brought to you by bie engineering specializing all your residential commercial and industrial structural engineering needs go to bieeng.com